welcome to the Medicine for Modern Times podcast. I am your host, Rich Lister. Welcome to this episode of the Medicine of Modern Times podcast. I am Rich Lister. I'm your host. Um, not being the most prolific podcaster over the last few weeks. Sorry about that. Life. So today I wanted to talk to you about waking up. Waking up as in the thing we do every day. Um, getting up out of bed. When we go to bed, our brains shut down and we have a sleep. And then we wake up, we wake up and the day starts. Pretty simple. There's some other cool stuff that goes on in this as well. And to make sure that we get the best out of our rest and our bodies, we need to make sure that um, we are getting really good quality sleep. Because that's when our body does a lot of the restoration, the regeneration, the healing to make sure that we can be as healthy and as fulfilled as we can and be in our lives. So let's first talk about a bit, of sleep, bit about sleep hygiene. Our bodies need to have a cool environment to sleep in. Not like minus 10 degrees C. I'm talking about a cooler environment. Because when our bodies get cool overnight, we release the hormones that our body needs to regain muscle and to build muscle, especially if you're working out for a um, whatever reason you want to be working out for. Um, also with restoration of damaged muscles. So if you're healing from a bad back or if you have a chronic illness that causes you pain or muscle fatigue, making sure you're sleeping in a slightly cooler bed and slightly cooler room is a really good idea. So it's about 67 Fahrenheit, 20 degrees C is the best temperature for your room to be in for you to sleep in a really good constructive way. So if you're living in far north of Norway and it is absolutely freezing outside, big thick duvet is the way forward. If you're in LA, different different conversation to be had because it's cool. Well, that was good. Because it's cooler um, in Norway and you can have a big thick duvet to keep you warm. But in LA, then um, the ambient temperature is slightly different. So you may, you need to look at the temperature around you to get the right equipment to help you sleep properly. There's some really cool gel pads for your bed as well that helps to move temperature away from you, especially if you're in a hot environment or you like sleeping with a big duvet. Now, not too expensive, but it's worth having a look at if you, if that's where you are, especially if you're in somewhere like, um, southern part of the United States where it tends to be a bit warmer. Or if you're in the Mediterranean or things like that, where or India, you know what I mean, hot potter places that you can put a um, gel layer on your mattress and it takes the heat away from you that caught, so it keeps you a little bit cooler during the night. So it means your body gets to do the regeneration it needs to. So the temperature we are in when we sleep is super important. But interestingly, mainly because I'm talking about this because I've done a lot of research recently because we're buying a new bed. We currently have a memory foam bed. And that holds a lot of heat, which is great if you're in a quite a cold environment. Not so great if you're like me, a bigger human being that makes a lot of heat when you sleep anyway. So 
looking at what your bed's made out of is really important to make sure you can get some really good temperature regulation going on as you sleep. So looking at the temperatures is important because it means our body automatically releases the right hormones and the right chemicals to help us restore and renew and heal, to grow muscles, to grow neurons, to make sure we're doing the right thing when we're asleep. That's one aspect. Light is one that is super important. Now, light that we get before bed, we are designed to get a little bit of blue light, mostly reds and whites and things like that light, because that's what comes from um, when the moon rises and when the sun sets, because we get those ready, pinky, orangey glows, which triggers our sleep mechanism. And then we get the starlight and moonlight and things, which is our brain switches to different uh, receptors in our eyes. And we tend to see black and white at night because of that. But if we blast ourselves with your computer screen, your TV screen, your, your phone screen, your tablet screen, that produces a lot of blue light and shines it straight into our pituitary gland. And this blue light stops us releasing a really powerful hormone called melatonin. Melatonin is a really great hormone that helps us sleep and then again starts this cycle of rest and restoration that we need when we're sleeping. If we don't have the, the right amount of melatonin in our systems, our bodies don't sleep properly, we don't rest properly, we don't heal properly, we don't get rested, we don't get rid of the toxic stuff, we don't clean our synapses properly, and we start to build problems um, day on day, week on week, year on year. So making sure that before bed, for at least an hour, you avoid blue light stimulation. That is easier said than done in our current in our current lives, and I completely get it. That you have to have our phone on, or we're addicted to our phones. I am. That we we scroll, we look at Instagram or Facebook, whatever it is your medium of choices, and this causes you problems to try and put it down because we're addicted to it. Reading a normal book, even Kindles, are slightly better. But not reading on a um, LCD screen is re- is ideal because um, the LCD screen produces lots of blue light, and we don't want that. So trying to avoid that blue light before bed is really good because then it allows our pituitary gland to go, oh, it's it's sleep time now. Let me release the melatonin so we can get the good quality sleep going on. As we go to sleep, because we've um, not exposed ourselves to the blue light and we've uh, made sure we're at the right temperature, our brain has four different states. We start with alpha. Alpha is a relaxed state. Beta, we don't tend to mess around with too much when we're sleeping, unless, of course, you're running around like a tune before bed. And beta is the activation state where we're awake doing things, problem solving. So we tend to start beta as we go get everything ready for the next day. Alpha, we're relaxing, we're reading a book, magazine, cuddling with your partner, whatever you're doing. And then we drop into delta state which is a really deep relaxing sleep REM sleep and we have theta theta state which is the super restorative sleep which is these these theta and delta states we bounce around in um every 90 minutes or so during our sleep rotation and as we go deeper and deeper into sleep it allows our brains to be flushed with um extra blood to rinse out all of the synaptic plaque that builds up over the day of all our thoughts and all our um, experiences we've had because the hormones released to the neurotransmitters that are released, site byproducts build up. And if you don't rest properly, those byproducts gets, don't get washed away. And we, have, um, we start to have a bit of brain fog going on, which then progresses as we get older. 
So by making sure that we rest effectively, to start resting effectively, then we can then make sure that we're really effective and living fulfilled lives the next day. So getting sure the temperature is right, you're not being exposed to too much blue light and that your um, pituitary gland is releasing the hormone that you need and the melatonin to get some good sleep is great. And that you have a really good sleep pattern. It's got to be at least 90 minutes, preferably four to eight hours, depending on what your biology needs. Because then you have a few rotations of these 90 minute cycles in there that brings, it's like a tumble dryer or washing machine. It floods the brain, washes out the stuff it doesn't need, and then does it again to make sure all the crud, the, the crud is washed out of your brain so you have a nice fresh neuron the next day and you know the difference when you wake up rested and when you don't because your brain's not fuzzy you can supplement melatonin as well if you know that you've been overexposed to blue light and you're unlikely to be able to sort it out in the short term it's often given to people with Alzheimer's or dementia because their brains misfire because of the synaptic plaque and these um, proteins that wrap themselves around the synapses and cause degradation. Um, melatonin doesn't get produced as effectively and we can uh, supplement that ourselves. Um, the best one is a fermented um, melatonin, which has got really high bioavailability and you can take some of that link on the website. Um, so yeah, you can supplement your melatonin to help with that in the short term. You don't want to be taking it forever unless your doctor says so, but you can take it to help you get to get off. It takes take it about 45 minutes, half an hour before sleep, especially this fermented stuff because it's got really high bioavailability availability and it goes into your system effectively. And then it helps you drift off into a natural sleep without using sedatives and stuff like that. Um, that being said, sedatives... Um, while useful to help you sleep, aren't so useful to um, regulate your neurotransmitters and other methods of um, your, your, your sleep states, your theta or delta waves in your brain, because they it's an artificial sleep. It's literally pressing a chemical off switch. You're not getting the activation of those um, processes that happen in deep REM or um, delta waves or theta wave sleep. So it's really important, if you can, to start working out how to come off your sleeping tablets. Yes, if you need them, you need them. I'm not saying don't take them. I'm saying look at other strategies that I've just spoken about to look at how you can start to come off the sleeping tablets so you can have effective sleep. Because I don't think anyone should be on tablets for too long unless you really, really need them. Again, talk to your doctor about your medication. So as you sleep and waking up after you've had your um, six, eight hours sleep is important. So we are quite a primitive creature compared to um, our bodies. I mean, our biomechanics, our biochemistry is relatively primitive compared to how evolved our minds are. Our minds are really clever. They've made computers and space travel and fiber optics and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. But our bodies haven't caught up yet, hence having problems with blue light that's being beamed on us. So our bodies are designed to wake up in the morning, but they're not designed to be woken up with a start. And if you listen to some of the noises we have on our phones to wake us up with alarms, they can be quite jarring. Um, our minds are designed, our bodies and minds are designed to be woken up 
with either a soft noise like birdsong because birds start singing first thing in the morning and therefore our our minds have learned over millennia and millennia like 200,000 years that when the birds sing it's time to get up but if there's a startling noise like a bang or a crash or a roar or loud music that suddenly starts playing our bodies go into straight into our sympathetic nervous system which is the fight and flight mode that goes oh my god something's happening let's get ready for this which you don't really want to start your day with because you're just flooding your body straight away with loads of um, activating chemicals. Because what ideally you'd wake up with your alarm would be a soft noise, maybe classical music or even birdsong would be really effective. This has all come out in a very new study that um, jarring noises on your alarms while waking you up aren't the most effective for cognition first thing in the morning or the rest of the day. So as you um, wake up, using an alarmed sound that is softer and more subtle is much more effective than using one that's loud and aggressive. Yes, if you don't wake up to the first one, um, to the soft sounds, then maybe you do need slightly more aggressive noise. But then why aren't you waking up? It's worth looking at how you your sleep hygiene to see what is causing you not to rest effectively or your habits around sleep. Are you going to bed at 10 and having to be up at 3 a.m.? Then probably you need to change how your day rolls and moving it and changing the times around a bit so you'll get you get the sleep that your body needs. So making sure you wake up with a sound, because the sound is quite a primitive sense in our bodies, and that goes straight to our amygdala without having to buy, go through any other stuff, and that stimulates us to wake up and go that way. But as soon as you're up, the first thing I feel is really good for our bodies to do is open the curtains and get the sunlight on your eyes because as soon as your body receives the sunlight through your eyes, it starts releasing those hormones, those activators, those neurotransmitters that says, oh, it's daytime now, it's time to be awake. So this is a way that to, to literally biohack your body into waking up effectively. Um, it's harder to do in the winter because days are shorter, nights are longer. So at the moment, um, my wife and I, we wake up at about half five, six o'clock. And when we do at the moment, it's currently beginning of February and it's dark. So what we have is one of those um, uh, daylight simulating lamps that turns itself on and glow, starts to glow. And because it's right next to the bed, when it starts to glow, it stimulates our pituitary gland through our eyelids. The eyelids aren't there to block light, they're there to reduce light. And therefore, it wakes us up naturally. That that's how we we have it. So we always wake up at roughly the same time, and that reduces um, other problems like SAD and stuff like that. So if you don't have, um, if you do have a lot of darkness around you at this time of year, it's worth seeing if you can get yourself a daylight simulating lamp or daylight simulating alarm clock to help your body wake up and get that light into its pineal gland to start off the wake-up um, hormones and the wake-up neurotransmitters to get yourself going in the morning, opposed to shocking yourself awake with a big um, siren-type alarm on your phone. So we've looked up here the waking up with a relaxing noise and making sure you've got light in your eyes. And also making sure you go to bed with a decent temperature, um, a decent pre-bed um, sleep hygiene, and not buzzing yourself at all, um, at all hours with Instagram. Um, if you do, 
you feel the need to Instagram, you can switch your um, screen to a warmer night mode. Makes the, the pictures look slightly different. It's a bit orangey and ready, opposed to um, the, the true colours that we get on our phones. Or you can get something called light blocking glasses. And I've seen them advertised all over the place, mainly because I've been looking at them myself. So, you know, when you do that, Instagram reads all your history and just pops up all the adverts on your phone. Um, what's interesting to see is some of the ones that advertise themselves with a blue laser aren't what you need. These blue lasers are 405 nanometers wavelength, which is great if you're working with blue lasers, get these glasses. Not so good for sunlight or if you're trying to block the light, the um, extra light from a computer screen or phone screen, because that's 450 nanometers to 465-ish. And these transparent lenses don't block those. So it's really, um, yes, they're cheaper. Yes, they're easy to get, but they're not as effective or indeed effective at all to the light that stimulates your pituitary gland from your phone or from your computer screen or a TV screen, which is 450 nanometers to 465 nanometers-ish. So the lenses you want are ones that are amber-colored, and the best ones I've seen are blue blocks. Again, list on, my, list on the website, medicinemoderntimes.com, um, because they are ones that work really well. There's a good amount of science behind it, and they block the white, white wavelengths of light. You, these aren't glasses you wear 24-7. They, the ones you wear for an hour or two before bed to stop yourself getting saturated with the blue lights so your pituitary gland can go, oh, this is the right thing to do, and stop being overstimulated with blue light, thinking it's daylight all the time, and relax into doing what your body's programmed to do. Because our bodies are primitive. They're like 200,000 years out of date. Well, it's like using, yeah, 200,000 years out of date for what our minds have evolved for us. So use what your body's good at because our minds can adapt. That's what. That's why we're so good at being human beings. Our minds adapt to what's around us. And if you can make sure our bodies are affecting, uh, uh, being effectively utilised as well, then you're going to live the most fulfilled and powerful life you have. And that's about what I want to talk about, about waking up and going to sleep today. Um, if you are having problems with insomnia, I do have um, insomnia yoga nidras on my team breast on Patreon. Again, links on my website, medicineformoderntimes.com. Um, if you click on the team rest bit, it'll take you there to, sort, to get your nidras. Nidra is a really good tool to help you heal yourself of anything, really, because it puts you into the deep theta and delta states that I spoke about earlier to help your brain um, rest and relax and renew and it only takes about 25 minutes so it's a really good meditation you can do during the day and if you want a shorter one or a bespoke one just for you there's another link bespoke nidras click on that and I can help you with a nidra to help you restore even on like a lunch break you can just curl up on the floor under your desk put your headphones in have 15 minutes of deep relaxation get up have your dinner return back to the work your, your work in the most energized state you could possibly be without filling yourself with caffeine. So once again, medicineformoderntimes.com or at medicineformoderntimes on Instagram and at richlisteruk on Facebook because I can't work out to change that. Have an amazing rest of your day. And if you have anything you'd like me to cover or you'd like a theme to be, please hit me up, rich at medicineformoderntimes.com. Big, big love.